Hey ladies, how you doing out there, you gangsters and you senior citizens of the world? I just want to let you know that I'm here. I'm starting my new podcast with Anchor. It's free, so I thought, why not give it a try? There's creation tools there that allow you to edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute my podcast, so it will be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, at home. During the coronavirus epidemic, this is where we're going to be. So, it's a mandatory call to action that we... Take anchor. And so this is why I believe Patsy Ramsey and John Ramsey are guilty. And this story has nothing to do with John Bonet. My mother it has to do with me, people like Maya Angelou, because I get a lot of questions and this story you know, that's coming up telling my right story now. of my abuse, but there's this part I left out of that video because I hadn't even realized at the time what it was. I hadn't even thought about this experience as being abusive. It took me probably a good six months after I made that video to realize what had happened and what it was. And, you know, it's something I still forget to talk about. Like, even when people ask me um, specifically what happened with my abuse, I always just leave this out just because I don't even think about it. And I should, but it, um... Yeah, that's how my uncle got I'm me. Which why I'm not to share it now. Um, Fucking bastard. So, sorry, it's just hard for me to talk about this stuff still. Um, and I have pictures. I'm only going to show you one. And I'm just, you know, I don't edit videos. So I'm just going to hold it up to the camera. But um, these are my three abusers. Hopefully you can see that okay. Sorry, it's like the lighting is weird. But my mother, my grandfather, and my grandmother. Um... Anyway, and this picture would have been taken while I was still being abused um, by all three of them. Anyway, I think I was turning six. It was my birthday. And, you know, I'd open all of my presents and stuff. I'd had a good day. I'd gone swimming with my sisters. My grandparents were over. And... I remember things were kind of winding down. My mother told me to go get changed out of my swimsuit. And I went to my room, pulled my swimsuit off, and I realized I didn't have any clothes. Why I didn't have anything to change into, I don't know. Um, I think I had some things, but not like a full outfit or whatever. I don't know. But um, I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, I didn't have everything I needed, right? Um, my clothes, because my clothes had just been washed. They were washed and dry. They just happened to be in the laundry room. 
so I didn't have them with me. And you know, my mother knocks on the door asking me, you know, if I'm gonna come out. And I told her, well, I can't come out, I don't have any clothes. And instead of just saying, oh, I'll just bring them to you, um, or, you know, wrap them in a towel, put your swimsuit back on, any of the above, she, um, she said, oh, you can come out without your clothes. And, and my father wasn't there, by the way. Um, this was after my parents had divorced. But she, yeah, she said that to me. My sisters were there, although I think they were in the living room or something. I don't know. Sorry, I have like cat hair on my face. Um, anyway, I don't really remember them being around. I know they were there, but I think they were just kind of wherever. I don't know. I shared a room with my sister, actually, and I don't know where she was at the time. But my sisters were older than me, so I don't know. Regardless, my mother told me to come out. And, of course, I was completely naked. But... I was a very obedient child. I did not question anything my parents told me to do. I mean, that's not to say I never disobeyed, but you know what I mean. Um, I was not going to question her. I was not going to tell her I was uncomfortable. I just did it. I did not, you know, I trusted my mother. If she told me to do that, I was going to do it. Um, I was not the type of kid to speak up and say, I don't like this. I don't want to do it. And I was raised to be very silent on things. Granted, part of that was just my personality because my sisters were more open if they didn't like something. Of course, none of us ever protested the abuse because we didn't even understand it. But, um, which is the real abuse. But, um, anyway, she had me come out and I thought, okay, I'm just going to walk to the laundry room, get my clothes and go back to my bedroom and get dressed. And... I couldn't make it there. The laundry room was on the opposite side of the house of my bedroom, so I had to go walk all the way across the house. Um, it wasn't that big of a house, but still, it was. Damn, bitch, know, get on with the store. Shit. Were there. And I got about halfway there. We had the family room that was sort of the middle ground. And my mother stops me and she's like, I had gotten a big wheel for my birthday. It's like a plastic tricycle, if you don't know. I mean, not like a tricycle tricycle, because I was too old for that, obviously. Sort of like a bike, like you sit on it and it has three wheels and you go, I don't know. Um, anyway, that happened to be sitting there. I just got it and, you know, I was trying to go to the laundry room and my mother says, oh, why don't you get on your big wheel and ride it around the house? Didn't say a word. I sat down on that completely naked. I did what she told me. And even then I thought, okay. I'm just going to go around this, because the way the house was set up, you could ride around in a circle continuously, um, at least the main part. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to go around this circle once, and then I'm going to stop and get off. Um, and my grandparents were both standing there too, right next to my mother when she said this, and she said it with this sort of like gleam in her eye and this glee in her voice, like, and you know, the way she looked at her father and then the way he looked at me. He looked at me like I was a piece of meat and my mother looked at him and spoke as if she was presenting me to him as a gift. Like, oh, here, Dad, here's my naked child for you. Here's a gift. And it's like, oh, happy birthday. Ride this bike naked around the house. 
Um, um, just a second. Okay. Um, and I hated it. I hated it, but I did not say a word. Um, and I was young enough that it was still like, I don't remember doing it, but you know, my sisters told me, they're like, oh yeah, you would run around the house naked and stuff. Like, you know, or go to the bathroom without closing the door completely. But the thing was, I would not have done that when my grandparents were there or when other people were there. I would do it around our friends because like we had, we had friends that came over to the house, like kids our own age. Um, plus they, most of them were boys too, for whatever reason, they just happened to be, um, Okay. And, you know, little boys take their clothes off at that age, too. Like, it's it's normal. You know, I work with kids. Like, I, that's what happens. Kids do that, right? No. That wasn't the issue. I would not have done it in front of my grandparents, though. And it was never, it never would have been, oh, take off your clothes for this or come out without your clothes. You know, it was just completely, um, you know, if it had been my mother at home and, like, you know, there was another time where I threw up on my dress and she she pulled my dress off of me because it was covered in vomit. Okay, that wasn't a big deal. You know, that's that's a completely different situation. I wasn't uncomfortable with that. Um, but this was something completely different. And I made it around the circle once. And I thought I'm going to get off and walk away. So I slowed down, stopped, and she's like, oh, keep going. She encouraged me to keep going. But when I stopped, she's like, let me get the camera and take pictures of you. So she took pictures of me naked on this bike. And fortunately or unfortunately, whichever way you view it, I don't have those pictures. Um, probably better not to, although I would in a way like to see them looking, you know, with the perspective I have now. I do remember exactly what they look like. Um, I'm not quite completely exposed in the pictures, but yeah, it's, um, by a legal definition, especially knowing the context, they could probably be classified as child pornography. I don't know on that, but they are probably bad enough to fall under that category. Especially, again, with the context, you know, that I was old enough to remember and tell the story and be like, yeah, she made me do this. Um, and then I was so encouraged to keep going. So she made me keep riding around the house and around and around in circles, and I felt like it never, ever stopped. It did, but I don't know how long I had to, like, I, I dissociated looking back. I was not there, like, you know, I was just going and going and going. It's just my feet on the pedals of this bike and just going, um, so uncomfortable, um, so exposed, so vulnerable with my mother talking and taking pictures and my grandmother just there, like, I could feel, like, my grandmother's feelings, like, I could feel her awkwardness, but she never said a word, like, I think my grandmother felt that you just go along with what your husband does and you don't speak about it. So, while I don't think my grandmother wanted this to be happening, she didn't want to be part of it, she never spoke up and said anything. And in, in, in that sense, yes, she did abuse me. Um, 
and my mother initiated this. Um, and nothing like this ever happened to my sisters. It was just to me. Um, and this is also why I have a really, really hard time on my birthday. Um, it's because, you know, this, this was my birthday and I had to do this. And I was just gone. Like, I could feel my grandfather staring at me. I could feel him. People were just talking and laughing like it was no big deal. And I felt forced to do this. And this was my birthday present. Um. And I never really talk about this. Never. Um, it does come into my mind when people, like, one of the treatment centers I was in recently, they, um, some girl got really upset because they hired a male staff member, and she's like, well, we were abused, we don't want, you know, we don't want a male around, and I brought up gently, I wasn't being mean or anything, but I brought up later on that, you know, well, I was abused by men and women, it doesn't matter, they just, um, statistically, men are more often abusers, that's just the stats, um, so it is more common for males to do that, but there are females that can and will do it also. Um, and in this case, it was three people at once, you know, with a six-year-old little girl there. And nobody said anything. I never told anyone about this until years and years later. And the first time I even thought about it has been abuse was probably last year like and I remember thinking because I had a hard time coming mind, to terms with um John Renee the Ramsey, details big of my sister, abuse you know I would push it away as oh that wasn't really seriously murdered know, and pushed off the freeway so overt it wasn't like I was raped or something tree. so I would push it away and be like well I was autopsy. making a big deal they found um, that she had been sexually but I would abused. even tell people I was like well I was never completely undressed in front of him and then it hit me when I remember this story and I'm thinking oh wait yes I was and you know, when I first realized the details of my abuse beyond the story, I wondered if there was something more that had happened to me that I was blocking out. And then when I realized this happened, I was like, wait, that's it. That's the thing that I kept overlooking before that, you know, I suddenly realized that's what it is. It's, you know, I was unclothed. Somebody did take pictures of me. I was presented has a sexual object at six years old. Um, and it happens. And nobody ever really knew. And I, um, I can't press charges. I can't do anything about it. Um, I can deal with it, but the people who are responsible for doing that to me will never face any legal consequences. My mother has a good life. She has money. She's, you, she doesn't have to worry about anything. And granted, I know she was abused by her own father, and that's completely unacceptable, but you don't then go on and let that same person victimize your own children. Um, and she knew the other stuff too. She, she was in the living room while it was happening. She knew 
ritualistically, you know, her father was in a closed bedroom with her four little girls one by one, you know, every week. Um, you know, my, my grandparents are both fine. They're retired. They're, my grandfather's 90, I think now. And, um, they're not all there mentally at this point, but they are still have some capacity left. You can talk to them. And, um, you know, I did confront my grandfather and that was very healing and very helpful. And I'm so glad I did it, but it's still, you know, he gets to live there comfortably. He lives in a very nice place. He's well cared for. He's fine. And You know, and even the people that, um, came, like child services, DCF and stuff, we never told them about this. We didn't even think about it. You know, they did a terrible job with us, basically, and, you know, now they never came of it, really. And even now, yeah, it's very unfortunate, but this is this is the reality and this is how we treat our victims and that's why I keep making these videos um sorry I should answer this phone call but I'm gonna wait um I just I really should answer the phone but I'm, I'm filming a video so this phone call looks important but I'm gonna just gonna just gonna ignore it um because I'm talking anyway I, yeah, it's hard to live with that knowledge. It's really hard. But I also know that now I can have a voice, even if it's just online here. You know, people can be educated and more knowledgeable through my experience, hopefully. And I can share that. And, you know, I have, well, I have one book published already, but I have two more that are really, you know, being worked on that I will publish because I think it's really, really important to share that stuff. People need to know and maybe other people who've gone through it won't feel so alone and I just, I think it's important. Um, I'm going to share a poem I wrote. I think I did read this once but that video is no longer up and this is about what happened that day. Um, anyway, Take off your clothes, let us look at you, pretend it's okay, these things that we do. I want you unclothed, you're naked and scared, you couldn't speak, you wouldn't have dared. You are a gift for my father's joy, you sick little object, you're our little toy. It's almost too easy to manipulate you, you thought it's okay because everyone knew. Let me take pictures of you helpless and weak, I'll silence your voice and the words that you speak. You became quiet. I filled you with fear, love, and protection. Protection. You won't find them here. My own little daughter, happy birthday to you. There is no escape from the things that we do. I told you I loved you and sang you a song, but I wouldn't protect you from things that were wrong. I gave you to a man. You are my gift to him. I exposed you to darkness and terrible sin. I told you I loved you, but I didn't care. Take off your clothes, only shame you will wear. I'll tell you you're lying, that you are what's wrong. But I didn't realize little girls can be strong. 
Somehow you fought to break free of me and you will keep fighting until you are free. Um, real quick, I do want to say the part where um, she says, I'll tell you you're lying, that you are what's wrong. Um, she did, um, the one time something surrounding my abuse came up, I was 15 at the time, and my dad was threatening to bring it up in court to try to get custody of me. And at the time, I still didn't even understand it was abuse. But um, she's, my mother usually didn't scream at me. I mean, she was horribly abusive, but it usually didn't come out in screaming. It came out in threats and manipulation and stuff. Like, you know, her telling me, I'm going to kill your dog if you move to your father's house. Things like that. Like, usually wasn't screaming. This time she screamed at me. Um, she picked me up at school and just started, from school and just started screaming at me. And um, she told me it never happened, that he was never alone in the closed room with us. And she pretty much said that, you know, if my father brought this up in court, my grandfather was going to have to go to court and that, you know, he was old and it would break his heart and he was going to have a heart attack and it would be all my fault that my grandfather died. Um, and it really upset me and I was so confused too. I didn't even understand why my dad was threatening to bring it up. I didn't know it was abuse. I didn't even recognize it. I was uncomfortable with the topic and, you know, my mother was screaming at me over it and telling me I had made it all up. Um, that's what she said. She's like, why are you making up stories? Um, and on and on about how you're going to kill your grandfather. You're going to kill him. Um, he's going to have a heart attack because of you. And, um, yeah, that was hard to take as a 15 year old. It would be hard to take now, let alone then. But, um, I don't have contact with my mother because that's the healthiest thing for me and I no longer have any you know contact with my grandfather either so anyway that's kind of yeah my family was shitty gosh, too that was hard supposed <laughs> to be family but my mother anyway did. that's um, a little bit more about what happened as far to as me. a little bit more information on sort of how right after the abuse um so my uncle I'm got away with it in the family or whatever the fuck on. you want to call him. And hopefully, I don't know, you are something or Maybe whatever. Anyway, black thank you for watching and I'll talk to you I later. I guess so I would never tell nobody. And right now, this is me loving on every one of you who, who've been touched and who've never said anything. This is me loving on each and every one of you who know somebody who's been touched and never said anything. Exactly. For those of you who feel like you can't come forward because you'll get in trouble or you'll get the other person in trouble or whatever your apprehension or your fear may be, this is me loving on you because I've been there. I've gone through it. And this I turned out to be an amazing woman. So with all that being said, uh, the reason why I stay on the John Benet Ramsey case is because people act like Patsy and John and Burke couldn't have done that to a six-year-old child, but that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Now, they happen to have enough money to get away with it. Whatever happened, they had enough money to get away with it. for a while but God knows and the truth shall come to the light trust and believe that before John Ramsey dies or after he dies the truth will come out but I believe that if he dies 
before the truth comes out, that he will leave a letter apologizing to his daughter and to God, if not to the world. Um, so if you ever hear this podcast, Mr. John Bennett Ramsey, father of John Bennett Ramsey, the six-year-old beauty queen that was sexually abused and then tortured and murdered by someone in your home. I want you to know you're a piece of shit. You marry another woman as soon as Patsy dies or close enough. Your daughter that suddenly got killed and pushed off the freeway and had been sexually abused, finding that out with her autopsy. Um, your son is a fucking freak. Then you have another son who mysteriously was out and about during the time John Bonet Ramsey was murdered. Then you got all these people with keys to your houses. If you don't give a fuck about your family, you ain't thought about turning on a motherfucking alarm. So, to act like you cared, that went over my head. So, and as far as sexual abuse inside of a family, yeah, my uncle, my cousin, you name it. People pretend like it's not there, but it's there. And if you don't speak up, if we don't speak up now, it's going to continue to happen. And there will be a lot more John Benet Ramseys and a lot more children uh, found dead in basements and closets. So, it's 2020. It's not the 1800s anymore. It's time to speak up. It's time to say fuck your family because they fucked you. Fuck, you're not the one that did something wrong. You're a child. They are the ones that did something wrong. They're the ones that should be ashamed. They're the ones that should be holding in things. And we, the victims, taking our power back, are the ones that should speak up. Stab them straight in the heart with our words choke the life out of them by telling everybody what they did not allowing them to go on and be successful because they're not allowing you to do anything trust and believe once you've been molested as a child it's a wrap it's a wrap so your head is fucked up your heart is fucked up your relationships are fucked up you, you, you're pretty much fucked off. So, to let the abuser go on with their life because you want to be silent and possibly do this to some other child? Not possibly. I guarantee it. Because it's so fucking easy. Especially when a child can't speak for themselves or no one will listen. Or no one cared. 